Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to let you know about the shows I have on sale for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I have Don't You Know Who I Am, four shows at the European Beer Cafe, 3pm on Saturdays, and also my kids' show, Humankind, which is on weekends at the Q Courthouse. Tickets for both shows are at joshearl.com.au. Hey, big thanks to everyone who's Patreon subscribers. You guys are the absolute best. I say that every week, but you are. Uh, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber and get a whole bunch of extra episodes, Pod Machine, which is the sister podcast of this show, where we go through all the hit machines, go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. That's patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. Also, thanks to everyone who's been leaving five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leaving and writing stuff. It's always, always great. Helps out with the algorithm. Enough from me. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series this country's ever produced, the 100% Hits Compilation Music Series. My name is Josh Earl, and joining me this week, very special guest, please welcome into your heart, Xavier Michaelides, everyone, yay! Cheryl, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be here, and oh my god, what a compilation. <laughs> Holy shit, well, this Before thing. we get into the compilation, we, we, we've moved into a new year, mm, so mm. this is the first time we've looked at the songs from 1996 yeah okay and it's good because we're about the same age i'm a i think i'm a little bit older i think i am yeah i'm 40 not too much older i mean i look older but (laughs) But, i you are older than me (laughs) but you would remember when these songs were coming out if you remember these songs at all yes or like a lot of these songs uh, actually hold a special place in my heart right but also this compilation album just compilation albums uh, it's just so strange that this is all we had back then, that you had to yeah. fucking... If you like these songs, either buy the albums or get a compilation album and then maybe like some of them and yep. what a weird fucking time. And you'd also... I had this with some of my friends where if I knew they bought, say, Hit Machine Volume mm. 11, mm. I'll buy 100% Hits because I yeah, don't want to double yeah. up. No, no. I mean, this is this is the CDs I'm bringing to a party or on a road yeah. trip, you know? Like, I've, I can't double up with someone. And also, it's what I'm using to create compilation tapes. Yes. So, I was like, it's get, better to get this compilation CD because i got these four songs, which I like. I can then add that to this other one, borrow yep. one, another friend's CD, put that in a tape, you know? Now, we are in my childhood bedroom. You're, you, you're at your parents' house. Is this true? No, my no. parents-in-law's house. Oh, okay. In a caravan. Yeah. Outside, yeah, which is better than my childhood bedroom. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a pretty good caravan. No, not to shit in your it's childhood nice. bedroom, Josh, but I'm in a pretty nice caravan right now. Yeah. All yeah. right. So let's get cracking into this. This mm. is volume 19, side A. So, like I said, the year is 1996. Josh mm. Earl is 14, turning 15. At this stage, I'm 14 years old. I'm watching. I'm watching Rage. Yeah. I may be turning over to watch video hits. 
Yeah. On Channel 10. Yeah. Were you into music at this age? Hugely. In fact, yep. I'm just doing... But let me just do the maths to work out how... I think I was the same age. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was... Yeah, I was 14 as well. Yeah. Loved music. But we'll find out later on. I was going through a tra- transitional period. Okay. Uh, nice. I was going from one genre to another. And then yep. you'll see this embarrassing genre. What I become. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I'm getting there. I'm still enjoying everything. Yeah. Apart from what my parents are listening to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I have some cringe about. But anything played on Rage, I'm well into it. You're into it all. So here we go. Let's start off. Now this is UK UK band, Everything But The Girl. And their, their massive song, mm. Missing the Todd Terry Remix. Yeah. I remember not mm. liking this song when it came out, though, Step as a kid. See, for me... This is where it starts. I've started to get into dance music, and this is speaking to me in a really big way. Even though listening back to it, get ready for this beat. She takes a bit longer. There it is. So housey. Yuck. (laughs) Terrible. heard the original to this yeah yeah it has a very distinct cowbell oh they've taken out the cowbell they've done they the opposite the of saturday out. night live this one the original just has a like no honestly like it's like a saturday night live sketch it's like that sketch it's just the cowbell so loud you're like that yep. todd terry was like all right i know what to take out cowbell first so putting putting in my own house beats. you're right todd terry is like uh kind of one of the the godfathers of house music yes so yeah he's, he's come over from america to the uk he's working with it so Everything But The Girl, they'd been a band for 12 years before this point. This was their first major break. They'd had a a minor hit in the UK with a cover of a song called I Don't Want to Talk About It, which is originally Mm -hmm. by Crazy Horse, but Rod Stewart did a a big version of it. Yeah, yeah. And so that that got to number three in the UK charts. So the band is Tracy Thorne and Ben Watt. Mm. Uh, They are a married couple, still a married couple. Really? And they, they met at uni. They were both in bands at uni. She was in a band called Marine Girls, which had a bit of, uh, a bit of press, a bit of mm-hmm. like fame in a uh, post-punk kind of fame, where they were written about in Enemy. Yep. yep. Had two uh, John Peel sessions they recorded. Yep. So the, yep. the the radio DJ, the legend over there in the UK. Yeah. And then this was their seventh album. Right. And it was called Amplified Heart, and Todd Terry was the producer of it, and. So this came out in 94, then his remix came out in 95, and then this got to number two in America on the Billboard Hot 100 charts Huge. in 96. I just love this time when, when remixes were like, you had to get one done as part yeah. of the single was a remix, had to be done. Yeah. And sometimes you completely ripped apart the song. Like, this is this is getting very far away. It's still most of the song is there, but I always yeah. think of that, the Amman Van Helden remix of um, Tori Amos's song. Oh, Holly yeah, bringing your toaster, mate. Yeah, Holly bringing your toaster, mate. That song, Which and is, um, that's the version everyone remembers, though. Yeah, and it's not hers. It's the Amman Van Helden remix. Yeah. Hers is a completely different song. Yeah, and this I feel like this is that same vein of like 
the the person would just remix it and go, all right, I'm just fucking changing this whole yeah. thing. I, I'm I'm a better musician than these people. Let me just tell you how it's done. Yeah. Uh, well, this got to number one in Germany, Canada, Iceland, Denmark, and listeners will love to know this. Mm-hmm. The fine people of Hungary, number oh. one. Hungary, so many of the songs on these compilations. Number one in Hungary and only Hungary. Really? Yeah, they loved it. Hungary. Hungary. Yep. i got to go. Yep. They sound like they know. they got some good tunes uh, in Hungary, man. I, I tried to get there. Uh, now, but said- I, I like it because Tracy Thorne also did Massive Attack's Protection. Yeah. I'm a big Massive Attack fan, and I yep. love that song. So that makes me like this song. Yes. Now, you said at the start of the show before we were recording, you said, you, you, you think you know where people are still playing these songs? Yes. Yeah. So I would have missing- theory. Where do you think? This one is going to turn up. You're at a pump class or a spin class. Uh, yep. This song starts playing and you have one of those moments of like, what have I become? What have I turned into? I remember this song. I remember who I was back when this song came out. What the fuck am I doing? I'm, I'm falling apart. I'm trying to stop myself from turning into some sort of old man. I'm uh, chasing youth. It's disgusting. I'm, I'm doing that all the time, Xavier. I'm always in those classes. <laughs> Hearing it's, this song. Not this think song. of me next time. But it's funny. So do you know the band Block Party? Yes. After they released all their major albums, they also they, they kind of went into a more electronic kind of mode. Right. And they have a song called Flux. And every mm-hmm. time I hear it, because around the same time it was released, my mum was offered to take those kind of aerobics classes at our local gym here in Burnie. Because yeah. they wanted an older person to take it, so older people felt comfortable doing it. Ah. And every time the song came on the radio... My wife, Beck, would say, Oh, this is your mum. All right, people, grapevine to the left. Let's go. And, yeah, so <laughs> it really ruined the song for me. <laughs> That's a shame. Um, hey, this song, Missing, mm-hmm. Q Magazine ranked it the 177th greatest song of all time. All right, I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, know, it's that's good. That's, that's, that's crazy. There's a lot of songs. There's so many songs. 107th. Yeah. Who did it? 177. Yep. 177th, Q did that. Yep, Q. I don't know what they're talking about. Well, I reckon for them, they would have had like 20 U2 songs in before it. They just love U2. <laughs> Every U2 album, they give five stars. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Pitchfork, uh, the online uh, music uh, review site, had it the 70th best song in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. I can, I can see that, yeah. That's that, I mean, yeah, once we start putting it into categories, now I'm going to start to go, sure, of the yep. 90s, 70th, sure. Um, Tracy Thorne says its success may be down because uh, dance music didn't have melancholy in it anymore in the in the nineties. It was yep. all like I was saying. Yeah, here's Johnny. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. It was like kind of stuff. horrible stuff. It was yeah. really mad. Well, we didn't have like 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 homeless. J- have you heard that song? That's a house track with melancholy to it. Yeah, bringing back that vibe from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the band is still together. They're about to release music in April of this year. And I saw they released another new song just recently as well, just like oh, last did they? year. Oh, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. It got a great film clip with all these young people dancing in it. They don't feature in it because they'd be too old and it'd be yeah. it'd be sad. Oh, it's like when New Order came back with uh, Crystal. They had like yeah. models pretend to be the band. Yeah, perfect. Always <laughs> well. do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tracy Thorne has released four books. Uh, her first one was called Bedsit Disco Queen and got a ton of great reviews. And uh, she also has had a regular column in The Statesman for eight years called Off the Record. Great. So she's cool. They're she's both cool. cool. But yeah, I love that cool. when you finally go, I wonder what they're doing. And they're just doing good stuff. Yeah. You know? Yep. Not desperately trying to have the same fame. It's like, I'll just keep doing some things. Yeah. And 
If people you know, like it, they like it. If not, it's a fine. Not, who cares? All right, moving on. Oh, what a song. I'm oh, so happy shit. we get to talk about this. This yep. is OMC and How Bizarre. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good God. Oh, man. Do you have a, you have a couple of Indian pale ales you could crack open? Do you have a... <laughs> Alcoholic ginger beer we could share. Just want to chill. Want to chill so bad. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! I just made some fresh guacamole. Tuck in, Josh. It's a beautiful day. It's such a great combo of things. Yeah. The guitar. That guitar riff. The guitar riff? Is or riff three or whatever you want to call it. It's so... He just sounds so natural and so gentle. The way he does it's not pause yeah. at all. It's so perfectly... I'm going to fast forward a bit so we can get to the, the female voice. Here we go. And the horns. Yeah. It's and all the trumpet. It's, all, it's put together very well. It's really well put together. It's it's funny because it sort of it quickly became like a thing you'd laugh about. Remember that song? That was popular. Yeah. But now it's just very nostalgic and lovely. But but yep. also, yeah, uh, just a song that, that you're happy to hear when it pops up. You're like, oh, yeah, great. I remember the first time I heard it as well. Really? Richard Kingsmill on Triple J... His show was called 1996. It was just playing new, and it was the first show back. And I was about 10 minutes from where I am now, in my lounge room, yep. on our five-disc CD player, listening to the radio with my headphones on, and this song came on, and I wrote down what it was called, because I was like, I, I need to know. I need to go and get this song somehow. Yeah. I love this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. It's, so, it's yeah. Uh, it topped... The single charts in New Zealand, which is where they're from, mm-hmm. Australia, Austria, Canada, and Ireland. Wow. It was released only to radio in the US, so no singles were sold of it. So it couldn't make the Billboard Hot 100 because they were the rules. Yeah. But it did top the mainstream top 40 because they took in radio play. And so That's... if wow. they sold singles, it probably could have topped the US charts. Could have gone platinum. Yeah, they could have been peaked, making so much money. It peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart as well. So uh, it was number one for a week in Canada, two weeks in Australia, three in Ireland, three in New Zealand. And how many do you think it was in Australia? How many weeks? How many weeks at number one? I'm going to say six weeks. Ooh, close. Five weeks. It felt like... I, yeah. I knew it. That was pretty close. Like yeah. It felt like that. It felt so, like that. OMC stands for Otara Millionaires Club. And it's kind of a joke name because Atara is a very... Which is where the members of the band are from. It's a very poor part of New Zealand. Well, I did go on a bit of a rabbit hole after listening to this one again and then look at the lead singer's life, what happened to the band. Yeah. It's all very sad and tragic. So now it has this sort of... I think also it's added this bit of sweetness to the song because it's such a beautiful song and it's yeah. so happy. Yeah. Even though it's all about things being how bizarre, it has that really lovely vibe. But now you're like, oh man, it's just fame, dude. Yeah, so the lead singer, Paulie uh, Fumano, hopefully I'm saying that right, and his brother, Phil, was in the band as well. Uh, both of them have passed away. So uh, Paulie in 2000 and, uh, 
2006, I think, and his brother in 2010. Uh, Paulie died in uh, 41, very young. Mm. Uh, he had a rare neurological disease similar to MS, which he, he kept private. He didn't want to tell anyone about it. And uh, yeah. yeah, But after he died, the single went back into the charts and everyone's like, because New Zealanders, it was that thing of like, it was like you said, a bit of a novelty song, a one yeah. wonder, a bit yeah. of a joke. And then people are going, you know what? Nah, it's really good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, who's the guy in the film clip in the back of the car with them? Is that a band member? No. So this was uh, one of the brothers couldn't, ma- so Phil couldn't make it to the recording of, or to the filming. Yeah. And so they just got a guy uh, called Palais who was in, who jumped in. And so he's I not in the it. band. I love it. Because he, he's so committed, but all he has to do is just nod and look around and be like, yeah, he doesn't sing, doesn't do anything yeah. else. Yeah. And I remember always as a kid, me and my friends were like, who is that guy? And they'll be yeah. like, I reckon he owns the car and it's his car. And he said, I can, I'll give you my car if I get to sit in the back of the, Car, you know. Now, listeners, I may have got some of the details wrong there, I know, but I know the guy's not in the band, so I may have got his names wrong. But yeah, I'm okay. just yeah. So there you go. Oh, well, I should this... shout out the backing vocalist, uh, Sina Sapaya is her name, and I've absolutely butchered her name. But yeah. on the on all the stuff, it's very hard to find her name anywhere on anything. So I think she does a very good part of the song. So I want oh, to yeah, give her a 100%. shout out. Uh, this song would be playing at a at a bar and you're surrounded by people half your age and you get really yeah. excited and you try and explain it to them why well, this song's so good and they just don't fucking listen to you. They're like, shut up, you old fucking man. That's what this song does to you. Oh, that's where that, it's playing right now. That's me every time I go out <laughs> into a comedy club. Um, all right, moving on. We talked about this band last week with Ben Caution. He'd never heard much of this band. I'm sure you have. This is Blur with their song, Charmless Man. Slow start. It's such a slow start. And then we're in. Yeah. I met him in a crowded room where people go to drink away. Are you a Blur fan, Josh? I feel like you're not getting into this one as much. No, I I like Blur. I love Blur. I was Blur over Oasis. Like it was like Blur. You had to pick. Yeah. It was Blur. I tried to explain this to Ben Koshin last week and he just couldn't understand that for a brief moment in the UK, this was the biggest news story. Blur Oasis. That's so funny. So he has no idea who Blur is. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. He didn't know that Damon Albarn was in Gorillaz either. Wow. Alright. so much fun i just like it is fun it's so much fun that's the thing the music is so much fun like it's just good shit yeah but it's sort uh, of hard as well it's like weezer where it has these really hard moments in it yeah but then it's fun and it's not taking yourself too seriously which is that perfect balance for me yeah i hate music when it's like we're some hard fucking dudes making yep. music and like no you're not you yeah take just calm down you're you know? singing poetry that's what you're doing <laughs> yeah you're singing poetry <laughs> you're not oh, you're not God. tough it's it is funny. So I, I like Blur. I do yep. like Blur. I've yep. never really got into a Blur album though, and I much pref- I've got a Best of which I much prefer to yep. their albums. Yeah, I think Think Tank was the only album I, I kind of went into a few times, and I, I don't mind this. Yes, I think it's one of their later ones. Yeah, right. Uh, See, yeah. I got into Park Life. I got into later on after it had already been out for a while, and I knew a lot of the songs from it. But then I think I had it on 
had a CD or, or maybe I actually, it was even just on like a, a, a first generation iPod and I was like, just listening to it over and over again. It was like, yeah, this whole album is great. You know? Yep. So I yep. was a Blur fan back then, but started listening to albums properly. And also what's Coffee and TV off? That is off the next one, which was uh, Song 2 was on as well, which might yeah. just, was it just called Blur? Maybe. I think it was just called know. Blur anyway. Yeah. Well, this is, this is from The Great Escape. This was the fourth single from it, which was also their final single. And the inspiration for this was they'd saw a bit of graffiti on a toilet wall that ah. said Charmless. So it could have been called For a Good Time Call. Uh, that also had success with being inspired by graffiti because Modern Life is Rubbish was an album title of theirs, was also graffiti that scene. Right. And they were, before that, we're going to call this that album Britain versus America. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, because they went to America in like the early 90s and had the shittest time because it was when Nirvana were just blowing up. Yeah. And Blur going over there with their, oh, Cockney, hey, hey, governor, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are going, what the fuck is this? This is so totally. bad. And just yeah. songs about British life and very British yeah. things and, you know, like, yeah, go to Ibiza or, 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 or dudes living in the suburbs and, you know. Yeah. So it was funny. Or so the country. Was- imagine, imagine playing oh. in the country, uh, like, during the peak of Seattle fucking grunge. Yeah. In the country. They're like, fuck off. Well, they also didn't have a good time outside of London either in the UK because it was that so at one of their gigs I, I forget where it was I think I read it as Birmingham but it could be somewhere else they started the show and Dame was like hello we're Blur from London and a crowd member who'd paid money to see them shouted out then why don't you go back there you cock <laughs> God England is is a tough place man yeah. you don't, you're not even travelling that far imagine travelling that far here like that's like you know in Australia, yeah. you're not, you're not, you're still within a place where people are like, oh yeah, it's still a Victoria, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm from Melbourne. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I get if you flew to the other side of the country, you came to Perth and like, hi, I'm from Melbourne. They, someone said, fuck off. It's like, yeah, well, you've traveled quite far. Yeah. You've got a very large distance. Like, man, that's tough, dude. So I, I think because of all of this, the, the boys in blue had a bit of a chip on their shoulder and they tried to play into that lad culture that was popular, especially in the UK, when they yeah. were selling all those FHMs, they had the Page Three Girls. Loaded yeah. magazine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I was looking at some of the interviews around this time and just thinking, oh, I'm sure they'd want to take this back. I'm sure, like, I mean, they're in their early 20s, but still. So one of them is, so David Album in an interview was like, yes, I'm a middle-class twat. I've got a PhD in tits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's Which, so bad. As a, as a person in your early 20s, you're like, fuck, I've thought of the most genius ever thing to say. This is yeah. so good. I cannot wait to say this. I'm so clever. And then he followed that up with, he followed that up with, it's good to read a book and get a hard on at the same time. What? Jesus. That's really confusing. It's no good. I like though, now I feel like I understand why all the gorilla stuff has that sort of, you know, a lot of the time a very depressing, very sort of somber mood to it because people, they were struggling. Like America hated them. Most of the UK hated them. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell. Uh, Now, so that's Damon. Uh, I think Alex though, Alex James is the most interesting member of the band. Mm-hmm. when I read about them in interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems the most kind of engaging. I mean, Graham Coxon's very interesting, but he's, like, just wants to go to gigs and listen to pavement. But yeah. Alex James, uh, he was really uncertain. We talked about remixes before, about because the Pet Shop Boys wanted to remix Girls and Boys. Right. And they didn't want to charge them anything. They just said, we love the song, we just want to do a remix of it. And they said, no, you're not going to do that. 
And Alex James said, it's like giving your dog to someone to take for a walk, and when they bring it back, it's a different dog. <laughs> I agree. I'd yeah. hate nothing more than a Pet Shop Boys. There are a few bands I don't like that much, and Pet Shop Boys is one of them. There's very few songs I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the Pet Shop Boys. Like, and I like dance music. They're like yeah. an early dance at a group. But imagine that. They would have fucked it up. Oh, here's another thing, Alex James. Apparently in uh, 97, he was apparently responsible for drinking 0.01% of all the champagne in the UK, which is, that's a lot. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, 0.01%. That's That's a lot of people in the UK, yeah. So is this, which is, this isn't the lead guitarist. Is this the bass player? Bass player, yeah. Tall, slender, good looking dude. With the floppy hair. Yeah. And and also, I've I've seen a few times, he lives in a country house and- Multiple times I've seen shows in the UK where someone's talking about country houses and they'll then cut to him and he's like, I live in these multiple acres. It's fantastic. I love yeah. it here. Got my own coffee machine. He always points yeah. he has his own coffee machine. Got my coffee shipped in. Well, his tip, if you're drinking champagne, for every bottle of champagne, eat a carrot and that'll get rid of the champagne breath. Yeah, right, mate. I don't think that works. I think you've got disgusting champagne breath and you're just chomping on a carrot thinking you're fucking winning. Like, that's something that someone who drinks too much champagne thinks. Yeah. Some alcoholics are like, oh, I just have a carrot every bottle of champagne. Um, this, this, will be, this song right now is, is somewhere being overused in an advertising campaign and it is constantly, they're playing this song over and over again and you're growing to hate it. And now you hate this song. Play it again and I'll give you, like, the voiceover... It's, a, it's like an insurance oh, no. company or something. Insurance, Bubble Insurance. We'll make sure you're covered, looked after, and happy at Bubble Insurance. We're not a bunch of childless men at Bubble Insurance. <laughs> uh, very good stuff. Hey, we're moving on to another, another one-hit wonder. This is oh. Oh. Deep Blue Something and their song, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh. I wish, the, I wish the listeners could see your face, Dave. Oh God! Fuck! Who just learned a new strumming pattern? <laughs> down, down, up, 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 down. Down, down, up, 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 down. Uh, this group, two brothers in the group. Oh yeah. Todd and Toby Pipes. <laughs> no. That's the thing I'd come up with if I was like having to quickly improvise because there was like some dudes in the crowd and I'm doing sound. I'm like, what do you guys do? Oh, we're musicians. Oh, yeah? And we're brothers. Oh, what are your names? Thomas Lennon Pipes. And people go, Breakfast at Tiffany, she said, I think I remember the film. And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's what they said. Also, I hate the way he says got with a hard T. Got. Such a weak voice. uh, This got to number five in the Billboard Hot 100. uh, Topped the charts in the UK. And according to a member of the band, Todd Pipes, the lyrics (laughs) of the song were inspired by Audrey Hepburn's performance in Roman Holiday, not Breakfast at Tiffany's. (laughs) Oh wow, he's really what a bait and switch! You got but, it. Oh, you think it's about Breakfast News because that's a title? You're fucking wrong. It's about Roman Holiday. You fucking idiot. But they changed it to Breakfast at Tiffany's because they thought that would make a better song title. True. Yeah. Roman Holiday. I would. If Roman Holiday didn't start with like a piano accordion, if you wrote a song called Roman Holiday and didn't start with like, I'm on a Roman Holiday. Yeah. 
So for, for listeners who have never heard the song before, uh, pretty much this is what it's about. It's about the point of view of a man whose girlfriend is on the verge of breaking up with him because they've got nothing in common. And mm-hmm. so he desperately tries to find stuff they've got in common. And he brings up that film that they both kind of liked it. Not even loved it. Just we both kind of liked it. And argues that should be enough for them to try and work out their problems. That's, that's no, get out. Oh if my that, God. If all you've got in common is you kind of like one film, you're not, you're not meant to be together. No, that is not fucking relationship. That's not that you base a relationship off. So is he saying this is a joke? It's like a joke song. It's like it's it's this relationship's doomed, or is he genuinely thinking this is like how they stay together? I don't know. It's hard to read the the, the like subtext in the interview. I I think Todd he vibes. was pretty yeah. I think Todd was pretty sincere when he was saying it. Uh, so the band had a bit of issue. So this song became big. Uh, a band member left. Another one rejoined who'd already left, mm-hmm. uh, and then their uh, record label didn't like the second album didn't want to put it out they yep. sued the record label got their got the uh, work back and released it on something else but the record label uh the reason why they didn't want to put it out this was in 1998 uh they were focusing on another band at the oh. time oh. and that band was limp biscuit yeah yeah fuck yeah, yeah. limp so- biscuit just kicked this band out like nah man it's fucking new metal time rapping <laughs> and rocking this is bad. That's bad boy music. That's music like, yeah, we're a bunch of bad boys. Now, which one would you prefer, Xavier? Would you prefer Deep Blue Something or uh, Something for the Nookie? Oh, fucking hell, man. It really oh, is a bad choice. Two, two different types of shit I have to eat. Do you want a fucking fresh in the morning brown shit or do you want a late night fucking... <laughs> that's disgusting. I don't want either of them. I mean, I guess... I guess... I'd go with with uh, the Nookie, yeah. Just because it's it's there is something still like you can imagine why teenagers like this music because it's so like oh yeah. yeah. Well, this other song is just weak and every his voice is weak, the the guitar's weak, everything's weak. It's just such lukewarm music. Like, it really is. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, we're going to the UK again. Oh yeah. Their version of On Vogue. This is Eternal. We've talked about them before, and this is their song, Power of a Woman. No, I will. I got something for you. What is it? Fuck. Don't you want to come with me? Yeah, I've said yes. I want to come with you. Let's go. Holy shit. I mean, there we go. It's yeah. so much better. Now we've now got a fucking song. <laughs> it's really good. Open it up. Then it just sort of goes through the motions. Yeah. What an opening. What a yeah. goddamn opening. Let's, let's stop it there. It is a very good opening. It's it's and enough of an opening that I'd, I'm like, this is my favourite song on the compilation. That's I mean, good. I just listen to that every morning. If I should set that as my morning alarm, yep. wake up to that, you will achieve everything, every one of your goals. There was a lot of really, really strong female bands, this t- style of R&B bands in this mm. era. Mm. Some of them better than... Like the public realized because they kind of either made one or two albums and then went away. I think. Yep. Yep. Eternal is one of those bands. So this is off their second album. They were a four piece. They'd lost Louise Redknapp. She went on to do solo stuff. So this is their first time as a three piece. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the first single from the album, which is also called Power of a Woman. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, got to number five in the UK and became the group's fifth top ten single. Mm. Uh, it also became uh, number eight in Australia in April '96. Yeah, wow. Now, this song was written by two guys called Carl Sturken and Evan Rogers. And we have talked about these two before. They've had songs on the compilation before. Rhythm Syndicate's Passion, or I should say P.A.S.S.I.O.N. That was theirs. <laughs> they also wrote a bunch of hits for Boyzone, NSYNC, uh. Kelly Clarkson, and their big one, They Discovered Rihanna. Oh, and they shit. wrote Ponder Replay for her. Wow. Real so hit they're d- machine. They're doing real well. So that was Holy with crap. a member of Rhythm Syndicate. Uh, yeah, the type of people that you would you'd, you'd see at a club. You don't know who they are, but they're yep. just so quietly confident. You're like, these people must be fucking doing something amazing because yep. look at them just sitting here surrounded by musicians, not giving a shit because they yep. know it's like we can we can fucking make careers. Yeah, we we we're we gonna, shit out hits. We're going to talk about Max Martin. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll hear all about Max Martin and Dennis Pop in this week's episode coming up with Kyron Wheatley. But, uh, yeah, there are two other dudes who just have just so many, so many hits. Oh, man. I yeah. always feel like I wish I, I wish I could do that. I wish, like, I just want to be that. I'd like to be... It's like all the money and the respect, but none of the fame, none of losing your identity. But then I remember it's like, I've never written a song and I've yeah. never had any real <laughs> experience in music. But I'm always like, yeah, that'd be great. Just be a cool songwriter. I should do that. <laughs> no experience. Uh, uh, where are people listening to this one? Uh, you listen to this one. This is also used in an advertising campaign. But the difference is you fucking love it. And every time oh, it comes on, you're like, oh, yeah, this song. But then you realize, oh, no, the only way I enjoy music anymore is through ads. What the fuck have I become? <laughs> Why don't I listen to radio anymore? Where are my CDs? Who threw them out? I used to have a giant book full of CDs. I, took, I threw all the covers away and there was a booklet of CDs and it was falling apart. Where is that? Where's that gone? Did I move? Did I leave it somewhere? Then you think, is that in the forest somewhere? Is a kid discovered them and is he, oh, that makes you feel all right. You're like, hopefully a child discovered these CDs and he's looking at them and he's like, listen to Chemical Brothers and having his mind fucking blown. They've been donated to an op shop. Some art like teachers bought them and the kids are making like (laughs) mobiles out of them. That's what's happening to CDs now. Turn them into clocks. (laughs) Yeah, before your CDs. All the things you love. Oh, and I also forgot to say, Breakfast at Tiffany's is playing in a pub. And then you're out in the middle of nowhere and this starts playing in a pub and the locals start seeing you along and you think, I'm going to get the fuck out of here quick. Yeah. I'm going to get back to my motel and I'm going to go to sleep. I've got a gig tomorrow. I'm teaching children how to do improv and I've got to get up. That's what that plays. <laughs> That's too real. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back after some ads. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. And we're back. All right. Hey, we're back with a song that I remember. I remember this song being played a fair bit on Triple J in the day. This is Definition of Sound. And it's the Todd Terry remix as well. Todd Terry, second song on the compilation. Big year for Todd Terry. This is their song, Pass the Vibes. 
Pass the vibes on and take it easy. Just flow, baby, just flow. I don't know. <laughs> I sort of like it. I sort of fucking hate it. It's hard, isn't it? It feels like... Someone listens to a lot of Happy Mondays and and they like that vibe. Yep. But it's a copy of that. It's raining outside. Now Floyd had no plan to steal himself a new ride. But Simone lived on they should the other side of town. Been Do they sound weird to you? Like they shot, they recorded in a different studio or something. It's a big from last night saying she wants to get him on his own. He also reminds me of. Have you ever heard the song Bat Fight? By um, Will Ferrell. Alright. So that's. You're right. It does sound like the vocals don't belong. The vocals don't belong. Or they didn't know how to record the vocals properly. Yeah, like but, it's the demo and they just went, let's just release this. It sounds great. But also, you're right, I think it sounds like a bunch of bands that are better. Yeah. So it sounds a bit like it's got a bit of like Faithless in there, like you said, a yes. bit of Happy Mondays. And Happy then you Mondays. listen to it and go, I might just listen to those bands instead. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the mood for that sort of the mixture of, of some sort of acoustic rock and also dance music and, and then that sort of chill vibe, like smiley face t-shirts and fucking straw hats and bucket yeah. hats and shit. Like, I want that vibe, but not this song. Well, it's this... funny that it was played on Triple J. I love that when you go back and you go, this was huge on Triple J, and you go, oh, it sounds poppier than that. Yeah. And it always was poppy. Triple J always had that. Oh, know. I've been looking through some of the lists because of some of these songs, mm. and I didn't realise they played, like, uh, Entrance is Staying Alive on Triple J, like a cover wow. of the Bee Gees. And, yeah, anyway. So it's this got to number 49 on the Hottest 100. Mm. It was sandwiched between... The President of the United States of America's Mac Five. <laughs> I don't and remember that. That I don't. No, I remember the band. I don't I remember, remember Mac Five. I remember Lump, June Peaches. Buggy, Kitty, Peaches, Peaches. Mac Five. Don't remember Mac Five. It must no. be on the second album. And Popular by Nada Surf, which I do remember. Yes, which I like that song. That's a great song. But this song reminds me of another song that was in the in the Hottest 100 that year. This one got a bit higher. I think it was in the 30s. But a, the a band called. Primitive Radio Gods and their song Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in My Hand. So listen to this, which I think could fit on the same compilation if you're making a mixtape for someone. Mm. But this is a better song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is like a really good sample that hook. Yeah. I remember this song. It also, I thought this is like a Moby. Like this has got that Moby vibe as well, yeah. but in a good way. Not like when Moby became anyway, this annoying fucking thing. That's a great song, which I forgot about, and I saw it on the list. I went, oh, I remember that song, liking that song, and then listened yeah. to it today, and was, oh, yeah, actually, it sounds like this one. Yeah. I was saying before, have you ever heard uh, Will Ferrell released a comedy song called Bat Fight? Have you ever heard that song? No. The 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 a uh, verses in Past the Vibes. Honestly, sounds like Will Ferrell's bat. How how quickly can you bring up a song now? Is this a hard? Have I? Yeah, I can do this. So, if Will you Ferrell. type in "bat fight," Will Ferrell, everyone remember past the vibes and the way he did those verses reminds me so much of the way Will Ferrell sings the verses in "bat fight." 
I might be wrong, but I think this is very much. Oh, it's pretty similar backing. Like, yeah. It's, sort of, it's in a similar sort of. I reckon this is. They were like, let's do a Pass the Vibes type track. But the way he sort of talks through what happens. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you hear it? It's very similar, yeah. Anyway, it's enough, that's enough. <laughs> Excellent. Listen, listen to Bat Fight. This song is playing exclusively in one person's house. It's a 40-year-old guy who rents a flat in Fitzroy. His heyday was 1996. He's got dreadlocks, goatees. He sells weed and has a tattoo of Yoda on his calf. Great. Uh, so, I didn't say this thing in it. So, uh, Mike Spencer was in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went on to produce and engineer a bunch of stuff, including Jamiroquai. A bunch oh. of stuff for Jamiroquai. And also, Kylie Minogue spinning around. Wow. Yeah, produced that. It makes sense. It does feel like a sort of the bridging song between the late 80s and early 90s sort of dance sound and then all that stuff that came later on in the 90s, mid to yep. late 90s. Like, hey, yeah. so our next song... Kind of, I think they've mucked up the playlisting, the track listing here. I think they should have had this one after Eternal, because this is another mm. female R and B band. Mm-hmm. This is called Vibe with a Y, and this is their song, Warm Summer Days, spelled D A Z E. Doesn't, you don't care? Look, after Power of a Woman, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You can't help but compare it to the other female vocals R&B track. And they're just fucking coming out swinging. This one's like... Do you love it? Ooh, I don't love it. I don't hate it. But I have been listening to songs like this for the last year almost. And... Uh, my brain might be a bit broken from it. <laughs> You're being anyway. worn down, and well, that's going to be your new genre. It's like Josh just loves <laughs> '90s female R&B vocal tracks. Well, you know who else didn't love this song, Xavier? Who? The World. Oh, <laughs> this, this song did nothing. There's nothing about this band at all anywhere on the internet apart from a Facebook page, which I don't know who runs it because yep. they don't post anything about the band. They just say. Vibe band, and then they've got the four women in the group, which is Dove Daniels, Deborah Mitchell Adams, Tanya Wright, and Pamela Olivia. But they just post other stuff. They're not posting anything about the band. That is, but, but bizarre. they say vibe band, like, and they had an album out. This song got to eighty-one in the US. Nothing else. What's it doing on this on this album? Why is it I, on the compilation? I album? do not know. I do what not the know. Uh, there's. I found out. This is what I found out that. Bone Thugs and Harmony did a remix on the on the single. I know this yeah. because of the YouTube comments. Yep. And Coolio also did a remix of it. And I know that because when you go to the Billboard uh, website and search up songs, yep. this song, Warm Summer Days, the actual original doesn't come up. The Coolio version comes up, even though they're actually meant to be talking about 
the original version. That's how oh little. God, that, that's that's how little you can find about song. it. I mean, I agree with the world. It's not a memorable song. I'm forgetting it. Like you've just played it, and I've already forgotten how it goes. Like, yeah. it is such uh, a. It's just nothing to it. It's nothing. yeah, and one album and done. They did release two singles. They did nothing, and then they kind of went away. Wow. One and done. Yeah. I honestly think that Facebook page is a is an AI that's become sentient. Like its job was to create a, a fan page. They paid yeah. a bot just to run the fan page, and now it's just posting where the fuck it wants. Like it's I I, I it's called Vibe uh, Island Records. That's what it's called. Wow. Yep. So there you go. That's how they that's how they got on Island Records. Were one obviously one of the companies choosing what songs went on this. All right, moving on. Oh no! Wait, wait. This song oh, plays. Where's it being played? So uh, you're in far north Queensland on holiday, and uh, you're quite hungry, and you're with your family, and you have to quickly choose a cafe to eat at because it's lunchtime. And it's, no, it's like three o'clock. This is the only place to open. You sit down. This song starts playing just as you read the menu, look around, you notice the only one there, and go, "Oh fuck! I'm in a really shitty cafe." I bet the cafe's called Vibe with a Y as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they, it was quiet before, and then suddenly they're like, quick, put some music on. That plays. All right, our next song. We've talked about him a lot before. I have a newfound respect for the man. This yeah. is a song for years. If you told me what the song is called, I would have got it wrong. I was using the more formal Mr. Boombastic. No, no, no. Mr. Boombastic is his father. This song is just called Boombastic. It is by <laughs> Shaggy. Mr. Boombastic. We want some bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. It's fine. It's well made. That slow down bit roll. Yeah. Like to know that. If this song's playing in a club, you want that moment for everyone to stop dancing for a second. Like, pushing every button. Well, this is the second single from his third album called Boombastic. Uh, It was used in a Levi's ad, and that's when they released it as a single because it was very popular, the ad. So they went, all right, let's get it out there. Ah. And so it went top 10 in a bunch of countries, Ireland, UK, Sweden, New Zealand, and number one here in Australia. We love Shaggy. We still do love, love Shaggy. Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like pink or, yeah. you know, those bands are just like, come here anytime. We've got millions of people willing to pay money to see you. Please yes. come over. We love you, Shaggy. I now, mean, I hated Shaggy for a long time. At the time, I thought it was really dumb. Yeah. I, I've talked about this on the show, how because of like It Wasn't Me and Angel, I was like, oh, he's a, it's not good. It's a joke band. And then I mm. listened to these songs. I'm like, it's fun. It's just it's fun, fun music. It's well done. Yeah. Also because there was a, a comedian in Perth called Xavier Sousa who did a, a, a Shaggy impression. So yeah. I just heard him. I've heard his Shaggy impression more than I've actually heard Shaggy. So I'm always just thinking of, of Xavier Sousa going, Shaggy, like doing that stuff. <laughs> well, this song. Famously was used in the 2007 film Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> the sequel yeah. to Bean. <laughs> to Bean. Um, now, Bean I've came never out in 97. I, I, I've never seen Mr. Bean's Holiday because I never saw Bean. I, didn't, I knew I had to watch the first one yeah. to get the second one. So, Well, Bean had its issues because they tried to make it American. And the UK people were like, no, no, no. 
been is universal. Don't oh. try and cater to an American audience. But I've been, I, I went down a bean rabbit hole. <laughs> the bean this hole. Is, this is what I found out from my bean hole. So, after the original bean in 97, there were plans in 2001 to do a second Mr. Bean film. Rowan Atkinson confirmed this while he was filming Scooby-Doo that it was going to be called Bean Down Under. <laughs> and it was Mr. Bean in Australia. And Richard Curtis was going to work on it. Yes. Oh, what a shame. That would have been great. Uh, imagine Mr. Bean. That's not a knife. This is a knife. And him oh getting my God. a small spoon out. Mr. Bean so climbing into a kangaroo's pouch. <laughs> you know, there's so much he could do. There's so many great things. I mean, Australia is just full of so many cliches that he could have spoofed, had a great time with it. In 2001, who would have been in it, do you reckon? In 2001. would have have got Australian actors. Claudia Um, Carvin. Oh, yep. Um, Ernie Dingo's in it. Ernie Dingo's definitely in it. Do you think Paul Hogan's making a comeback? Hogs and Bean. Hogue's got chatting to Rowan Atkinson at a party somewhere and it's like, you know, you should put me in your film. And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I've always been a fan of your work. Like, he used to watch Paul Hogan's old sort of non-dialogue sketches he used to do back on the yeah. Paul Hogan show. It's like, he showed him tapes. It's like, look, I used to do this shit you used to do all the time. I was into that sort of stuff. It's like, you get it, man. You know physical comedy. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bean's Holiday got panned by the critics. Oh, what uh, do they know? Yeah, exactly. The Guardian gave it two out of five. And I love when... Papers like The Guardian have to write, like, they write highbrow articles about lowbrow stuff. Yeah. Not that Bean's lowbrow, but it's just, it's very, like... Oh, it's every man's material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wrote, in a post-Borat world, surely there's no place for Bean's antiquated <laughs> fusion <laughs> of Dr. T, Pee Wee Herman, and John Major. <laughs> We're living in a post-Borat world. <laughs> this is a post-Borat world. There's no going back. No. no, the only comedy we just see is stuff that is very nice. <laughs> Once uh, you've heard my wife having my a wife. chicken on your head, this isn't going to cut it. No, there's no going. Unless Mr. Bean is willing to chase a man nude around a hotel, unless I can see someone's scrotum, I do not care. I love all that right. where it's all or nothing with them. They're like, yep, we've seen Borat, Mr. Bean is done. This is what I want. I want Borat meets Bean. I want them together <gasps> oh, on a shit. road trip. What a crossover. That'd be bigger than fucking, you know, Jason versus Freddy. That's huge. He-Man and Shearer, Bean and Borat. And you wouldn't think it would work. You go, no, no. like, Borat's too gross. Mr. Bean's too, like, kid-friendly. It's like, no, but imagine, imagine what weird shit they could do. Yep. You know? Uh, um, um, this oh, would play. Can so I, do can I tell you one play? more review? One yes, more review. Please, please. The Arizona Republic. Suzanne Condi. This is 2007, so this is good. She goes... It's hard to laugh at a character I'm 95% sure is autistic. Oh, all right. Fuck. <laughs> That's, that Jesus. takes all the air out of any Bean film. I mean, no one thought of that. You're the first person to think of that. We're all having a fun time. Don't do that. Don't make us feel bad in retrospect. Like, think about who you're laughing at. Yeah, a funny character. It's They've never explored that. You're adding this to this. You're yeah. ruining Mr. Bean. Like, oh. come on. Come on. All right, Xavier, where are people listening to Boombastic? Boombastic is definitely playing at weddings. Um, you're getting into it. You're a couple of drinks deep, and then you start dancing with someone's auntie, and then when it stops, you then have to do it like a like a, a nod, and that was yeah. fun doing a sexy dance with you, but it's actually a bit weird because <laughs> you secretly know what's going on. All right, 
We're up to our last song. Our last song for the oh. for the compilation. This is end it. a group called Candy Girls. <laughs> Their song, the radio edit of Fifi Fofum. Yes. That's what a banger. So we, we start with everything for the girl and their melancholic dance floor filler. Now yep. we've got some high energy. This is what Tracy Thorne was talking about. Yeah. This girl, was dance music at that time. That trumpet? Test your patience, these songs, don't they? There we go. And then, and then you think something else is going to happen, and loops straight back to where yep, it was. Back to the start. Back to the start again. It's not. It's funny that this music got popular and was played on the radio because it's not music that you should be in the car or just no. listening to. You don't sit there and go, "And now listening to Fifi Fo Fun by the Candy Girls." All like, the comments on the YouTube of this are all like, "I remember this being played at Ibiza. I remember listening to this in the club. Yes. Uh, take me back to when I was first year uni. Uh, yeah." And you're either like we're not on ecstasy, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're either dancing to it, you're dancing to it on drugs, you're yep. talking over the top of it at a bar somewhere or at a club, or you know any other thing. But you don't just sort of listen to this. But th- or, this is the yeah. Or you're at a school disco and the DJ really wants to be in Ibiza and he's been yeah. booked for the Parkins High School school disco in Birdie. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going <laughs> to play these songs. <laughs> Disco and the kids dance. are sort of into it, but a lot of kids are like, nah, can you just play yeah. some fun songs? He's like, nah, dude, I've got <laughs> dreams and I'm forcing them on you, children. It's just, it, the thing is that this is the point for me where I started to get into dance music and yeah. it was listening to this. It's funny though, to listen to it now that it's so much like uh, What is Love? Because it has yep. that organ. The da, 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 that organ sound is actually, it's a bit old by 96. Like, I feel like... This yeah. this style of house music had sort of run its course. Well, these guys, this, yeah. This was a, a Northern Ireland DJ called Paul Masterson and a yep. fashion designer who was also a DJ called Rachel Auburn, who's still mm. DJing. She's still cool. got a website you can have a look at, and the vocals are by a woman called Sweet Pussy Pauline. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, Sweet yeah. Pussy Pauline, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you go Sweet Pussy Pauline or Sweet Pussy Pauline. I don't know. Sweet. Uh, Pussy Pauline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a number one hit on the UK dance charts. Yeah. Got to number it, one. It's a great dance song. It's really, really good. But God damn it. Like, now, because yeah. you, Xavier, got in. You were you went to raves. You were in the rave scene, right? Yes. Very I never much was. So. I only ever went to the, the boiler room at the big day outs. Yeah. Like yeah. once a year. And, that was and you had a good time. And you thought, I, I should do more time. of this. Yeah. yeah, I did. And everyone always does, and they enjoy dancing, but then they would don't, they would always admit they enjoyed it because they're like, no, I like real music with guitars and I want to jump around. No, yeah. you want one DJ, you want music. I used to go to uh, things that used to take place in like an old, uh, like not abandoned, but an unused uh, race course. And they yeah. set up every single level of this race course had, had, had each like house down the bottom, then trance. I'd go to the drum and bass room and jungle and like then a chill out room and like yeah. all that sort of stuff. 
I would draw my own t-shirts. I, I dyed my hair tiger colors as best I could. So I bleached my hair when yeah. I had it. Like I was all in. I was all I, in. I really, I read up a lot about like the Chemical Brothers, mm. uh, Basement Jacks, Carl Cox, all those kind of guys. Because mm. in the period of like 98 to 2001, mm-hmm. guitar music was pretty boring. Mm. Mm. It wasn't until the Strokes came back in that I went, oh, I do like guitar music. Yes. All the guitar yeah. music I was listening to was like bands who had already had their like Sebado, Arches of Life, Pavement, who they yep. weren't releasing. If they were releasing new stuff, it wasn't as good as the, the it wasn't exciting. Totally. But. And then new metal music, took over. Like yeah. Korn and all that stuff was sort of dominating it. And, and that, that was, was really not aggressive. For me, yeah. No. Yeah. There, was, there was all aggressive shit. And so that's why I started to go, I'm going to start getting into dance music because as yeah. well, it was, I didn't like the aggressive nature. Like I went to a few concerts, like big day out or i remember i went to i saw regurgitator live yep. or you know local aussie bands but it was always that thing of like you were in that dance floor like going i'm gonna get fucking bashed up this is scary yeah. well yep. you'd never felt that at the race because everyone was so messed up on drugs they couldn't do anything <laughs> you know yeah yeah so this uh, stuff this music i would have listened to fee fi fo fun by the candy girls and be like yeah this, this is, is for me even though now this is doing great, this is bad. Like, there's only a few songs that I return to. Like I said before, Massive Attack. That's a completely different vibe. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to the Prodigy now and again, but it is a very, it's a very specific time and place. This music. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go through. Let's go. Wait, through. wait. No, let me just say where it's being oh, played. Where, where's it being played? Yep. Nowhere. <laughs> no one's ever played the song ever again. Nowhere. Not even for fun. Not even at a club. No one's playing that song. Uh. All right, so what we do at the end of every episode, Xavier, is we go through them, and the album says 100%. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's see how many are actually hits. So we'll go through one one by one. You tell me if it's a hit or not. Mm-hmm. Everything But The Girl Missing Todd Terry Club Mix. Hit? Not hit. Yes. Hit. Okay. Then we have OMC, How Bizarre. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Charmless Man by Blur. Oh, yeah. Oh, Big hit. We're batting 100. Deep Blue Sea, Breakfast at Tiffany's. No. <laughs> Not a hit. Not a hit. Eternal, Power of a Woman. Yeah, that's hit. a hit. Big hit. Definition of sound, past the vibes. I'll say no because I'm very 50-50 bad. Yeah. I don't feel much about it. Yeah. It's not a hit. Vibe, Warm Summer Days. No. They were doing a vibe little thing there, I've just realised. Oh. Past the vibes and then the next band's called Vibes. That's good. Ah, okay. Shaggy, Boombastic. Yep. And finally, Candy Girls, Fee Fi Fo Fum. No. We've got no. five out of nine. That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty I, good. I would agree with that. But you I can't sell an album called line. you can't sell an album called fifty percent hits. Fifty four percent hits. Fifty four percent hits. <laughs> can't win them and, all. And a couple of songs that we wanted to get another band from the labels on it, so we have to go to have to get these guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a deal. It's a package deal. You don't understand the music industry. Hey, Xavier, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Anything to plug? Uh, no, no, not much. But uh, please check out Hug the Sun. That's been out for a couple of years now, but do yep. check it out. I've got, I got stuff in the works, everyone. And nice. I'm in, a, I'm in a, a period of applying for funding. So I can't really plug that. I'm applying for funding, everyone. I can, I can plug stuff. I've got some shows please. in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So I have my kids show, Humankind, weekends of the Comedy Festival. If you've got kids aged between five and nine, bring them along. And then I can say today for the first time, uh-huh. six podcasts. Start off as four, Xavier. I was just going to do every Saturday, three o'clock at the European Beer Cafe. Don't you know mm. who I am? 
Mm. Now I can say I'm doing a Don't You Know I Am April 18. It's a Tuesday night at the Festival Club for the Comedy yep. Festival. Yep. Also, and this will be great for the listeners of this show, April 4, I'm doing a live episode of 100 and Hits. Yeah. We're doing the best of the best of 97. Oh. So, Blur, Song 2, mm. Bitch by Meredith Brooks, Mbop by Hanson. There's Get a lot of here. bangers and you'll that have a huge. whole bunch of people from the Comedy Festival doing their versions of it. And if you're at the live show in Melbourne uh, uh, late last year, uh, we will have a screen. We will have the lyrics up. We can all sing along as we listen to them. It's going to be fun. And everyone gets a free copy of the album if you turn up. <laughs> Josh has got a whole bunch of copies. I don't know where he got them from. Burnt CDs. Origi- no, originals. Original copies. Somehow he got oh them. Oh, God. I'm on, I'm on Discogs right now. I'm trying to buy every, every single one. Uh, so tickets for all these shows are at joshearl.com.au. Thank you so much, Xavier Michaelides. I'll see My you next time. My absolute pleasure. See you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.